Welcome to the Church of Philadelphia podcast. Get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of God is shared through his word. John chapter 17, verse 24 through 26 says, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous father, the world have not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me, and I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. So far the scripture, amen. And today we're talking about a love prayer answered. And as you can see, you know, this prayer is being prayed by our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's go back and look at the definition of love. Um, I want us to continue to keep looking at this because we're continuously striving to operate in love. Love means to welcome, to entertain, to be fond of, to love dearly shows empathy extends the desire for good of the beloved, wants the best, extends help or demonstrates good intentions, and is intended for everyone. First of all, just to be welcoming, (laughs) to entertain, to be fond of. There are some aspects still of this definition that we are still struggling with. There are some parts of this and the things that God wants us to walk out in our love and to stand in love that we are still, there's some little areas that we still need to, we still need to perfect or be perfected in. Amen. It's intended for everyone. And so we have to get to that point where our love is not selective, where it is intended for everyone and that we're actually demonstrating it to everyone. And so we're going to jump into our scripture, uh, verse 24. Father, I will that they also whom thou has given me be with me where I am. We see that this is a prayer from our Lord and Savior, praying to God the Father. And he's saying, I will. So when we say, you know, let your will be done, this is a part of his will for our life. This is something that he desires for us, for us to have the kind of love that he has been shown. It says, I will that they also, whom thou has given me, the they... You know, um, <laughs> earlier in, in times past, you know, I hear people say they, and I'm like, well, who is they? Like, can you specify who they is? And it's to specify in this scripture who they is, we are they. When he is praying, when he is going to God the Father, he is talking about us. And what I love about this is, um, I remember we went to a workshop, I believe it was in Florida, And um, one of the workshops that I had to do was prophetic prayer. And we begin to pray prophetically. We begin to pray from the past. We begin to pray the present. We begin to pray the future. And we begin to link up with others and pray. And God will show us stuff about the past. And God will show us the stuff about their present. And God will show us stuff in the prayer about their future. And this is like the, the coolest example to me. I love John chapter 17 to see our Savior praying this futuristic prophetic prayer for us. He begins to go to God about us. 
we had not been born yet. It has, it's not our era yet, but he's praying futuristically and prophetically about us. And you know what he was concerned about? He was concerned about the love that we show. What was on our Savior's heart and his mind when he was talking to God the Father and praying for us was our love. This thing about love is so important to God. It's so important. We look at even God the Father. He so loved us that he gave his only begotten son. It's the greatest example of love. And then Jesus loved us so much that he gave his life for us. So this, this topic of love is, is on the heart and the mind of God concerning us, concerning me, concerning you. It says that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. This is a love that our savior has experienced from God the father before the world was even formed, before the world was framed, before we were even thought of, before we were formed in our mother's womb. This is a love that he had firsthand experienced. So when we try to figure out how do we do this love thing and, and we don't quite know how to go about it, we, like the song said, we have to have a closer walk with him. He's the expert on love. He's experienced it firsthand. And he's experienced it so much so that it is a part of his prayer. Father, please, the ones that you've given me, all of these believers, you, me, our family, our church family, believers all across this world, because you've given them to me, also please, Give them that love that I was able to experience. Let them be able to walk in that kind of love. So this is a prayer that the Savior prayed for us. So when we start taking this on and saying, okay, God, when, uh, when, when God gave this series to, to Pastor Lincoln, which I honor my pastor and his first lady and his family and my apostle, my husband and my children, amen. I failed to do that at the beginning. I honor, I honor you. When God began to speak to him and tell him, well, well let's work on the people's love. It's in direct correlation with the prayer that Jesus prayed long ago. This love that Jesus has experienced with God the Father, this is an ancient of days, tried, tested, tried and true love. And that's the kind of love that he's praying in us now you know God the Father answered that prayer but the way we know that it's answered is by the way we walk in that love I was blown away I've, I've seen you know I've prayed for people and I've, I've prayed for myself but to hear Jesus praying for us about our love because this love was was that he showed was shown and demonstrated was before the world was even framed. He knew ahead of time, okay, there's about to be a plan. We're about to create the heavens and the earth. We're about to create mankind. We're about to create animal kind, plant kind, all types of life kind. But that love, that's got to be an element that they have. That has got to be an element, God. God the Father, please, that love that you have shown me 
before they were even here. That is the love that I desire and I will to also be in them. This type of love. When I want to know how to love better, the how is found in our Savior. What better example or what better person to learn from someone who has experienced it? What better way to learn how to love in the areas that we're still struggling in? There's some areas that we just haven't got close enough to the Savior to be able to find out how to love in those areas. The places where we say, oh, I'm still not there. Rather than continuing to say, oh, I'm still not there. What's the next step? What are we doing to show God that, yes, we may not be there in this particular area or with this particular person or with this particular type of person. Sometimes it's a type. <laughs> this ain't in my notes, but sometimes it's a, a, a type of person that you're like, well, Lord, the people that, that act like this, you know, I really have a hard time showing love to that type of a person. So the person can be a different person, different face, different frame. But if they're that same type, then we struggle. What better way to know how to love that type of person or those specific people than to have a closer walk with the one who prayed the prayer that you love that type of person. The one who prayed before you were even thought of. Be an answer to that prayer. Live your life as an answer to that prayer, a love prayer answer. Let's look at verse uh, 25. It says, O righteous father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. Once again, he's praying about us. And look at how he addresses God. You know, we, um, when we pray, you know, the example of the Lord's prayer, we know to address God, you know, in the beginning. But when I begin to look at this Savior's prayer, this Savior's prayer, he is continuously acknowledging God the Father over and over and from verse to verse. He already started off. He had his, his start. And sometimes we get caught up in like the logistics of prayer. Okay, I start like this. I do this. I do this. I do this. I do this. And in some cases, that's okay. But look at the heartfelt. He's like, oh, righteous father. The word righteous has right, right inside of it. <laughs> and so loving the way that God intended for us to love, loving the way Jesus prayed for us to love is right. For us, some aspects of love feel uncomfortable. It feels unfamiliar so when the word says but i have known thee known means to be familiar with right if somebody calls me on the phone and if i know that person i'm familiar with their voice if somebody called me on the phone and i don't talk to them very often it's going to take me a minute like mm, who is this especially if you ain't got call id or anything like that but uh, the, the knowing that intimate knowing that familiarity that that being familiar Jesus is saying, righteous father, this world that you're about, about to create, they don't know you like I know you. I've been there. I've experienced. I've seen and I've felt your love, this type of love. And so because Jesus is familiar with it, he's familiar with correction being love. He's familiar with loving past hurt and loving past pain and loving past disappointment. These things are familiar to Jesus. 
These things are familiar to our Savior. It's the things that are unfamiliar to our human flesh. So we have the tendency that if we feel something that is unfamiliar to us, we don't quite know this type of love because look at me, let's be honest. Some of us have had a jacked up type of love shown to us. <laughs> we have experienced some crazy types of love in our life. So when this agape, this God type ancient of days, tried testing and true love is presented to us, sometimes it can feel a little unfamiliar. And we as humans, when we have things or we're in situations that feel a little unfamiliar, we tend to avoid those type of things. We tend to avoid those type of circumstances. We tend to avoid and put distance between ourselves in those type of situations. But God is saying today, embrace. Embrace this unfamiliar feeling. Embrace this love that when even though you've done wrong, somebody's still calling a check on you. You might feel like I don't deserve for them to. I don't deserve for them to forgive me. I don't deserve this. We might be on that end. But it may feel unfamiliar and unknown to you to experience this type of love. But it's the love that Jesus prayed that you would experience. It's the love that Jesus desired be in you. So even though it may feel uncomfortable and it may feel unfamiliar to your human and your natural flesh because of what you've experienced and because of the love, the crazy love that you've been shown in your life, I say today, embrace it. Embrace this love. Be that love prayer answer be that answer to this prayer that Jesus prayed for you long long ago before the world was framed I have known thee why do we need to have a closer walk with thee I, I just I've been breaking down <laughs> ever since yesterday I've been breaking down kind of uncontrollably just crying welling up like listening to I'm like God this is about love there's been times in my life where I have loved and I did not see it reciprocated or there's been times where I felt unloved and I and the love that I had in me I, I felt like I couldn't give it because I wasn't getting it back and I just began to break down and I'm like Lord I just began to look at my life and the examples of real love that I've seen even growing up and some of the people that have shown me that aren't even here anymore. So, for example, my grandmother. And I just begin to say, like, God, I have seen the extension of your love in my life. And then I have seen the absence of it. And that thing tore me up. But, Lord, you pray that in spite of whether I feel reciprocated or unreciprocated love, this is the love that you put in me. It doesn't need to change who I am. It doesn't need to change that I can be the answer to that prayer that you prayed. It's not based on what somebody else is doing. But we so often, because that is our human nature, to be able to compare and, and, and weigh and measure out. But that's not the love. That is not the love we're going to talk about. I'm getting ahead of myself, but that is not the type of love that God has called and prayed for us to walk in. Jesus said, I have known thee. I am familiar with this love, the love that we are unable to comprehend. How can you love a sinner like me? How can you give your life? for a person like me with the thoughts that I have, with the actions that I've done. But it's the type of love that is very familiar to our Lord and Savior. And the closer that we get to him, the more familiar we will get with this type of love that he's calling us to walk in.
verse 26 says, I have declared <laughs> and I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. Look at the core of this prayer that that Jesus is praying to God the Father. Oh, righteous Father, the love wherewith thou hast loved me, that that love will be in them. When a husband and wife exchange vows, and in the vows, it says, in sickness and in health, to death do us part, for richer and for poorer, there, there's an element of this type of love that Jesus was praying in those type of vows. Whether we're up or down, rich or poor, whether at your top, the peak of your health, or you're at the bottom of your lowest in sixth state, the love needs to still be just as strong no matter what state of life that you find yourself in. The people that God have called you to love, no matter what state of life that you find yourself in, there is a solid love that needs to be shown, that needs to be felt, that needs to be experienced. And it's one that the world doesn't understand. It's one that the world doesn't understand. It's one that the world would ridicule. When I was going through with my husband and we went through the adultery, went through, you know, having a child outside of the marriage. And there were so many opinions flying. I mean, even out of my, in my own mind as well, because remember, you know, we as humans, we have this tendency to lean towards kind of love that we've been shown, um, not this love that Jesus prayed about. And, you know, people say things like, you know, well, I couldn't do that or I don't know how you did that and things like that or this, this, that and the third. And believe me, I was on that same wavelength. But somewhere in my surrendering, God told me to love. I don't know how he broke through the hurts, the pain, the depression, the anxiety of it all. Somehow he broke through and got a message to my heart and called on this prayer that was prayed for me back in the ancient of days made a connection with that prayer and caused something in me to say, you know what, God? I will. There is a love that we all can grow to because it's already inside of us. This prayer says that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them. You know why we keep talking about love and why we keep staying on standing in love? Because God is looking for this prayer, this love prayer to be answered through you. This mindset of what you can't do and who you can't love and what you can't love past, it's a facade. Because there's a prayer that I now see that I've never really noticed in the word of God after all of these years of being saved. There's a prayer that lets me know 
that we can. There's a prayer that was prayed that shows you when the enemy comes to make you want to do something outside of the love or outside of what God has called you, that there's a prayer that you can pull on, that you can come in agreement with, that has already been laid, that foundation has already been laid for you. You just got to get closer to God so you can connect with this prayer and be able to walk it out. This is what will cause you not to abandon someone. This is what will cause you to stay faithful. This prayer is what will cause you to love your children past their fault. It's this prayer that God prayed for you that is going to cause you to love beyond what you thought you were capable of. He's praying that the love that Jehovah, God the Father, showed him would be in us. And you know God was about answering this prayer. I want you to take a look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. And it says, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. This scripture is pleading to us. Let us not love in word, neither in tongue. And I was looking for the loophole, like where's the only, like that, let us not just, or let, let us not only love in word or not only, you know, not just in tongue. It's just, let us not do it, period. <laughs> There's no loophole. Let us not love in word. When I, when I thought about word, I'm thinking of, you know, the written word you know, love letters, um, word like text, email, neither in tongue. I'm thinking spoken word, conversations, speech. God is telling you none of that counts. <laughs> it doesn't count. What counts and what matters is our actions. And that we mean it, if we ever do say it, it's about the truth. What counts is our actions and meaning it and it being the truth. So no longer is it okay to tell your loved one, your husband, your wife, your family member, your friend, I love you or text, love you. And there's no action behind it. It doesn't count for anything. Not in this, not in the eyesight of God. No longer writing a nice little poem, love, love. Now, I'm not saying <laughs> don't be romantic. I'm saying mean it. Don't do it just for thrills and feels. It has to be the truth behind it. We know that even God says, you know what? You, you can worship me, right? But when you worship me, it's got to be in spirit and in truth. So just like we can have an empty worship where we're saying, Lord, I thank you and don't have nothing behind it. 
It's not counting. It's not, it's not reaching God. It's not touching him in the core of his being because it's a lack of truth there. It's a lack of you being in the spirit there. But when you worship him in spirit and in truth, oh, that is a thing that, that connects directly to him. When you operate in faith and you really believe, instead of just saying, yeah, I'm believing God for this, but when he knows that you mean it and that there's truth, it pleases him because without faith, it's impossible to please him. So the same thing with our love. We've got to mean it. And when we're struggling in the areas that we're struggling to mean it, we've got to get closer to him. He's the one who prayed it for us. He's the one who's experienced it. He's the expert on it. It's not unfamiliar to him what is uncomfortable for us. We have got to get closer to him so that we can stand in real love. There's, a, there's still an aspect of love that we have not, we have yet to experience because we still are inching our way. It's like we're putting our toe in, we test the waters. I tried that and when it didn't work, we pull it back. I've done that, okay? I'm gonna try this and maybe me doing this, that'll give the person the, the, you know, the push to do this. Oh my God, they missed that cue. I did this, they did nothing or they did the opposite. That's it for me, I, I tried. I tried. It might take me weeks to try again. It might take me months. It may take me years to try again. I may never want to try again because I, 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 I tested it out and it didn't work because that's what's familiar to me to do. If I don't have, if it's not, uh, you know, reciprocated, then we just pull back and we just tell, we give God our, I tried. No. Indeed. And in truth, we know that Jesus is the way and the truth how are we how are we going to be able to walk in this love and not be closer to him how do we expect to walk in this love and we're inching and pulling back from him the one who prayed the prayer for us the one who has experienced it the one who can help us along the way in this life journey how children how do you love and show love how do you show obedience into your parents? And when they out, when you out of their sight, do you do something opposite of what they told you? You got to get closer to God. I was, um, as, as a teacher <laughs> on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they have me go to a different classroom. I really don't like doing it. <laughs> um, I really don't like doing it, but I go to a different classroom and I take those kids to the buses and things like that. And so the kids don't really know me like that. You know, it's not my own personal class. They kind of have an idea who I am because I've been at the school since forever. But, um, you know, I was walking and then a kid was doing something and I turned around and I just, I was like, it doesn't even, it, like, you're trying to do something my back is turned. That that doesn't matter. Like, that's showing your character because even if I'm not watching you, I pointed up and I said, this camera, <laughs> these cameras in this, in this hallway still see what you're doing. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm looking at you or not. And the same thing for us, like, we feel like, okay, when somebody's looking, let's go ahead and let's show love. Let's do it. Let's send a text. Let's do it. Let's put our heart emoji or whatever the case may be. Like, we feel like, oh, someone's looking. But then when nobody's looking, we're like, well, I ain't calling them today. No, I, I ain't praying for them today. No, I'm not giving them today. No, I'm not extending myself to them today. Like, we have got to understand that that God is always watching. And you know how excited God gets to see us walk in love. That he, re he rejoices because it's a prayer that his own son 
prayed to him that he has the pleasure of seeing that prayer be carried out when we walk in real love. We see the outline of love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And this is actually the first place that um that I went before I saw the prayer because I'm like, I know this tells us like point blank what kind of love that we're supposed to have and what kind of love that we're supposed to walk in. So I just, I want you to be encouraged today to be a love prayer answered. I really do. Knowing that now that this is the prayer that Jesus prayed for us, as we get closer to him, you know, we get closer to that example that we can walk it out. But uh, 1 Corinthians 13, we're going to look at four through seven. And it says, charity suffereth long and is kind. It envieth not, it vaunteth not itself, it is not puffed up, it doth not behave itself unseemly, it seeketh not her own, it's not easily provoked, and it thinketh no evil. It rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. When Jesus experienced the love of God before the world was ever framed or formed, he didn't see God's love be envious. He did not experience God's love getting puffed up. He never saw God's love be prideful. He didn't experience God's love behaving it un behaving unseemly. He never saw the love of God seeking his own. He didn't see God's love get easily provoked. And he didn't see God's love thinking any evil. And when he prays that the love of God be in us, inside of us, this is what he is praying for us. God, this is not what you meant for their love to do. You didn't mean for their love to be envious of another. You can't look at another person's relationship in any way, whatever kind of relationship may be, and then be envious of that. that That's not the kind of love that Jesus experienced. And that's not the kind of love that he prayed to be in you. That's a false love. That's a love that, that was shaped by the world and by worldly standards, or it could be shaped by the, the false love that you've been shown in your life coming up. When he prayed for you to walk in love, he didn't pray for you to have love that just sought after your own and just looked out for you. I had a friend that um, <laughs> I we were, you know, we're growing up and she would come to our house. We would go to her house and she had something. And my sister, my younger sister had asked her for it. And she was like, my mom said like, um, I have to give have this for myself or something like that. She didn't share whatever, whatever it was. And I just think about that. I'm like, Lord, we have had that even like that's a childhood thing and a childish thing to do. But that childish behavior of I, this is mine and I just need to look out for myself. I I can't really give this out because I don't know if I'm gonna get it back or whatever. Like that childish mindset, we have walked in that. But that's not the love that God was shown. That's not the kind of love that was prayed for us to walk in. He didn't see God's love get easily provoked. Woo. He didn't see God's love get easily provoked. 
He saw the patience in the love that God had. And so when we find ourselves in these knots, these areas of not like, okay, we have to think about this is not, no, I reject this. I reject this kind of love because this is not the love that I was called to walk in. When you feel yourself getting puffed up or being prideful or thinking evil or being easily provoked, there's something in you from this word on, from this word today on, that should stand up in you saying, no, mm-mm, because he prayed for the love of God to be in me. That is not, that's going against what I'm supposed to be walking in. And as uncomfortable and unfamiliar, because it's still unfamiliar to us, doesn't matter how long we've been saved, it's still unfamiliar to us to really grab a hold to the kind of love that God shows. So what, what kind of love that is, is the love that that is also shown in this scripture, he's telling us, no, not this, not this, not this. Yes to this. I know that's uncomfortable, but yes to this. I know you're not used to doing this, but yes to this. We have to make sure that we're walking in the love, that kind of love. It's time to unlearn the tainted ways of love that we have previously walked in. It's time to get in Christ and learn how to truly love. When somebody teaches you something, um, you know, let's say a parent teaches a child to ride a bike and that child just goes away from the parent and they try to ride the bike on their own. And I'm like, man, like I'm trying, but I'm not quite getting it. I don't really remember what it was that they told me. Like, you know where the best place to go is for that child? Go back to the source. <laughs> go back to the source. Okay, dad, mom, you know, auntie, when you, how did I suppose it? You go back to the source. So when we're trying to walk in his love, we're trying to do it on our own. We've tried to do it on our own. Okay. My goal for November, 2022 is to love better. I'm going to call my dad two times instead of one time this week. Now, if that's what God told you to do, by all means, that's what you do, because he's the one that's going to tell you how to do it. But if you just coming up with this stuff on your own and then you try and you're like, man, he ain't answer. He ain't text me back, whatever the case may be. Maybe you need to go back to the source. Go back to the one who prayed the prayer that the love of God be inside of you. Go back to the one who is very familiar with the kind of love that God is calling for you to walk in. The love that is kind. Why can't you be kind? What's stopping you from being kind? We got to have a closer walk with him so we'll know how to be kind. There's sometimes we, we react and it's not a kind reaction. We have to go back to the source. We need to walk in the love that suffers long. We don't want to suffer long. We want to suffer a little bit and then hurry up and get it done and be done with it. How do we get through those hard times? How do we get through to see the other side of this love? We got to go back to the source. How do we walk in the love that is able to rejoice in the truth? The love that's not rejoicing in iniquity. You know, I grew up uh, with a stepfather who I, with lack of a better word, I usually call him a monster. It was like a, a monster in my home. He introduced so many things in our home that our home was unfamiliar with. And my mom would always tell us, show love, show love. I mean, as a little kid, show love. I'm like, 
how you want me to to show love to this person? And recently, I got word. Um, I don't know if it was earlier this year or last year with this pandemic, my years kind of messed up in my head, but um, I got word that he not only had cancer, but that he was on his deathbed. This is a, a man who did terrible things to me, my mom, just brought horrible things into, into our home and into my life. And I made the decision to forgive him all over again. Um, it was tough. I called the hospital. I tried to talk to him. I wanted him to know that I forgive, forgave him. I wanted him to hear my voice um, just because <laughs> this is a soul. This is a soul. I had to pull on the love that God put in me for this individual who never showed love to me, never showed love to my brother, to my sister, to my mother. And instead of rejoicing in iniquity and, and rejoicing in the fact that, oh, you got him, God, you got him good. You know, what goes around comes around. Karma, baby. Instead of that mindset, I had to dig deep. I had to pray and forgive all over again. I thought I'd already forgiven, but then hearing that this person was in this state at the end of his life, I'm like, Lord, I pray that he was able to give his life to you before he took his last breath. This is the kind of love that's able to believe all things. Right now, sometimes it doesn't seem like what God said is going to be, but you got to believe it. I'll never forget before I got married, Apostle um, told me it's going to be worth it. When I was going through hard times, I did not understand why those words were ever spoken to me. But the love of God, the love that Christ prayed to be inside of all of us is able to believe even when you don't see it, when you don't feel it when other people are saying it's not so. I have got to pull, we have got to pull on that love that is on the inside of us that was prayed for us so that we can be an answer to that prayer. We have got to pull on that love that hopes all things. When you're praying for your child and your child just seems to be going in a wayward direction, like you're directing them this way and they seem to be going wayward, you got to believe that what and hope that the love and the things that you instilled in them, that they're going to come back and love them accordingly. Love them as if they are going the right way. Love them as if they are doing everything you asked them to do or that you told them to do. This is unfamiliar to us, but it's not unfamiliar to God. This is uncomfortable for us. It's not uncomfortable to God. He does it every day. He's been doing it before the foundation of the world. His love, his love doesn't fail. His love doesn't fail. Prophecies, they may fail. <laughs> Other things may fail. Tongues, they may cease. 
but the love of God, it, it doesn't fail. And we know now that there is a love that God is looking for us to embrace and to walk in. It may hurt you to walk in this type of love. It may cause you to cry. But after you wipe that last tear from your eye, purpose yourself. Commit yourself to be a love prayer answer. Amen. Thanks for tuning in and please make sure to visit us at churchatphila.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social to like, subscribe, follow, and share content as it comes along. Special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry. We could not do any of this without you. And if you want to give or be a part, visit churchatphila.com forward slash give for more information. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.